nobody knows what you are. I was concerned about going out into the world and doing something bigger than myself until someone smarter than myself made me realize there is nothing bigger than myself. If you don't believe, nobody else is gonna believe. To get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. CSS, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Shamaki from the Paper Trolls podcast, and today, we have another Shimaki with us. <laughs> we are collecting Shimakis like it's Pokemon balls. Well, is it? This is the second Shimakis. This is three Shimakis that we've had, well, including me. Yeah. And I feel like we've gone through half of our population, you know. There there's, can't be many left. There's, a, to have there's a few, you know. There's a few. They're hidden. They're there. They're, they're hidden. hidden. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Hidden, that, there, yeah. But not, I haven't seen any that's kind of like out there, there like that, you know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to find, you know what I mean? Yeah. All the Shamakis out there, you know what I mean? Holler your boy, we're all here. We all promote ourselves. We're here, man. Um, but of course, I want to also say, Yamina. Oi, Gyawa. come on, come on. Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense unless I did that, <laughs> introducing our boy, Sharky Sensei. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, probably the only sort of I've seen Japanese content out there that's proper, like, wholesome. The oh, only other sure, Somali... <coughs> Japanese guy that I've yeah, seen yeah, uh, is yeah. that that streamer. Um, Who is this? Oh, have you seen others? Because that's the only one I've ever seen. The streamer. There's a streamer that did not do a good job. Oh, really? I don't know yeah, this person. Yeah, it's called um, something Japanese Somali, something like that. Japanese. You know, when I went to start the page, I was yeah. looking for names like this, yeah. Japanese Somali, but they had gone. I was thinking someone. Yeah, someone. I don't yeah, know who yeah, it is. Yeah, no, that, guy, be that guy. That guy did a horrible job for our community. <laughs> we just want to say we don't uh, support him. We don't condone him. We don't. Um, really. That, yeah, like he he would just go is. to like different places in Japan, mm-hmm. and he would just like obviously he's live streaming. They just go start shouting in different places, shouting why? causing problems, being a nuisance because that's what was funny. And then that's the Japanese funny. people kicking them out of shops and restaurants and like no, no, no. people working in the warehouse would just go in there mm-hmm. and just, you know I mean, cause no, we don't problem. do that. We don't do that. We don't I, do and that. I, I've never heard of this person. That's what I'm saying. And it's good. It's good. Oh, that's that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what, that's what I'm saying. So now we have a, a long battle, a wholesome ambassador of our Somali community. <laughs> I try, man, I try. Um, and obviously this is a, a podcast that's also mainly about books and um, everything that we like to do is always when we have a guest is, you know, trying to get their little background into like sort of reading, mm. um, if they were into reading. And I kind of wanted to know a bit about you also to get to know you a bit better. Yeah. So like like you said, obviously I'm Sharmarke. Mm. Hello everybody. And uh, reading... So obviously at university you are forced to read, yeah. Uh, whichever M- mainly, well, um, at the university I went to, I studied humanity subject politics, mm. and uh, lots of like reading in terms of the topics of like decolonization, yeah, and those sorts of things, yeah, like just proper like st- uni studying work, yeah, quite hardcore reading, mm. which isn't leisure leisurely reading, yeah. Uh, I and for leisure reading I'm not the biggest. Mm. To be honest with you, yeah, I'll tell you guys yeah. from the get-go. Huh? No, 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 of course, of course. We might have to kick so, you out now. But. Yeah, but um, <laughs> the book that, um, that, I, that I had a liking to, I don't know if you're going to introduce it or something, yeah. was this big book called Hiroshima. And uh, uh, Shamarcus said earlier, Sharks said, I'm Sharky Sensei. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I do Japanese teaching, yeah. as in like daily or maybe like a couple of times a week person posting yeah. Japanese content um, 
on my Instagram yeah. and my TikTok. Yeah. Inshallah, soon to be YouTube Shorts. Okay. When yeah, I actually yeah. get the the YouTube up and running, Inshallah, yeah. that's oh, the plan. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. So it's a little exclusive drop, yeah. Bro, I don't know, man. I don't know. I need to charge for this stuff, man. I need to <laughs> That's charge what I'm for saying. this. Come on, your fellowship market, bro. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, but yeah, inshallah, when we inshallah, move on to the yeah. YouTube and the content starts coming on there, maybe start putting on the shorts, inshallah. Inshallah. But uh, yeah, so the book is that uh, yeah. we've we've yeah, introduced yeah, the, the book. one just behind me. I was gonna say, um, what kind of sort of got you into the whole Japanese culture? Was I, it yeah going in for was it A levels or was it like what was like your first introductions into the Japanese culture? To be honest, yeah. Um, there's a Japanese word, it's called guzen. Guzen, yeah. Guzen means by chance. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's the qadr of Allah, right? Yeah. But I went to a secondary school that offered Japanese from the get go. Mm. So you're in your seven, right? Okay. And you have this carousel. Yeah. And then they, uh, you have your, your, your normal ones German, yeah, French, French, Spanish. Spanish huh? yeah. Then the fourth was for us Japanese. Oh, wow. You had that option. From year seven, yeah. That's crazy. So anyone who went to the school I went to, I'm not going to harp yeah, the school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they know, they know from the get go yeah, that we have, okay. we have the option to choose that, right? Yeah. And when, I was, when it came to picking my GCSEs, you have to fill out a slip and mm. you choose a language. It was compulsory yeah. to choose a language. I didn't bring the slip back. Okay. So they put me in Japanese. All right. So it was all just by it. By chance. Guzen. Yeah, Guzen. Bro, uh, okay. <laughs> no, you get this, it? I'm having a real Instagram moment here. This is, you get this it? Is We're it. learning. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning yeah. So, Jesus, alhamdulillah, done well. Yeah. I didn't intend to pick it for A-level, yeah. but uh, there was someone who was uh, in the A-level class, and I had picked three ASs to begin with, yeah. and then she just said, come check out the class. I checked it out. I liked yeah. it. I chose yeah. it. And then after that, even when I went to university, mm. I didn't initially study uh, Japanese either Yeah, I studied history Single subject Okay, but at yeah. the end of my first year I didn't enjoy it mm. So I changed it Okay And I chose Politics and Japanese Joint honours yeah. And that's where Really it happened And even After I finished university mm. It wasn't my Lifelong ambition To continue Japanese forever yeah, 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 To yeah. be honest with you yeah. That's the truth I always had it In the back of my mind I need to do something With this With okay. this language That I've learned Yeah and then how and far into a language were you at that point so you were doing in uni like very far very like far. to be honest my thesis was about uh it's called uh shoshikoreka which is about the mm. declining population in japan yeah so they've got lots of old people mm. and not enough young people so the birth rate is declining but people are living long lives Longer, okay so the workforce is diminishing and that's a big societal problem they have there yeah and my thesis was about that in japanese mm. so um oh you wrote this in japanese yeah yeah <laughs> so this is good bro like, yeah. this is like no this is i thought you meant like when you said i've i got further yeah i thought you meant like you could speak here and there like you could but you're writing whole thesis in yeah in japanese yeah, yeah so that's what i had to do that's yeah. part of the 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 course yeah. and when i was there studying as well mm. in, in my year abroad i was studying in japanese university obviously yeah. furthering my knowledge of the language yeah and then um where was it in in japan up in the north in hokkaido hokkaido yeah and within hokkaido a small little town called hakodate okay. <laughs> so you don't mind hunting that part yeah. hakodate that's my <laughs> that's my bits man yeah, yeah, yeah that's 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 my bits like i love that place yeah so maybe like when i go back i'll go visit and uh, i have yeah. st i still have some friends in the area so oh okay i yeah, may go back yeah. yeah but hakodate man it's amazing amazing people don't pe japanese people know about it mm. other than that people don't know about yeah, it yeah. but it's um 
Okay, so you know what? This is quite interesting because obviously, usually, I think a lot of people that I've seen kind of get into the Japanese culture is through anime. Yes. Um, so this net. My my so this net. So this net. Uh, you got you got also translate these ones. <laughs> <laughs> they can they can learn. You can't, you can't just they got they can learn. I, the real anime heads and these people that have any just they'll know. So this net. They'll know about you know. Like I wouldn't say I'm the biggest one. Um, but you but you knew so this net. No, I didn't. You didn't. Oh, so this name is. Yeah, that's right. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah. said they have an interest in anime, and I was like, yeah, that's yeah, right. So like, all the anime heads are going crazy right they're, now. They're <laughs> thinking, yo, I know that one, man. <laughs> yeah, no, because like my brother, he's a yeah. proper anime thing, and he yeah, would yeah. just come and he's like saying all this sort of stuff that I'm not even going to try attempt to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and obviously that brought a lot of people into into the Japanese culture. Mm. Did you have an interest as well in anime? So, do you know what? Everybody asks me this. Yeah. When they hear I do Japanese, yeah. that's their assumption. Yeah. And I understand. Because you did it legit, bro. Yeah, I don't think many people man. took have ever taken that part. Obviously, it was like it was a bit guzen. Yeah. But yeah. I did do the traditional like educational route yeah, of exactly. Japanese. Yeah. And um yeah, but but at the same time, I was interested in anime and I have watched anime. Mm. But I'm not crazy, crazy about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. At the same time, the reason I enjoy it more is because I can understand it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the language, the language aspects plays a bigger part more so than just about enjoying it. I enjoy some storylines, I enjoy yeah, some yeah. enemies and I have some I really like. Mm. But because a lot of the time it was a study for me as well. Yeah. Like during my study, like I'm okay, watching, I'm yeah, thinking, oh, yeah. oh, oh, I know this, I know this, or yeah. I can add to this or like, um, so that was a, maybe a bigger part than everyone else is loving anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because obviously they also love that to, to, what's it called, have it on subtitles rather yeah, than yeah, yeah, it yeah. dubbed because yeah. they want a proper actually like. Right, let me say it right now. If yeah. you watch dubbed anime, yeah. don't watch anime. <laughs> You're not doing it right, bro. <laughs> nah, it doesn't make sense. You're You're not doing it I, like, right. I, I mean, I, I remember I saw like one part, it was in English and there was like a Japanese version right after it was showing a difference. Yeah. And it just doesn't hit the it same. It doesn't, man. It doesn't hit the same. English language, when you're shouting at that sort of peak, it doesn't have the same strength. Doesn't, doesn't. Have you seen recently, it's been um, on like Instagram and stuff, Somali dubbed anime. Have you seen it? Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that's ridiculous. <laughs> It's just like small clips and scenes, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's not the whole thing. It's just like little they, bits and pieces. They're grabbing bits and it's like, bruh. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. That see that does it. But I tell you what, though, in Arabic it does. Hit. No, no, no. Ah, that's what I was gonna say. In Arabic, it it might even be on par with because obviously I don't understand the Japanese language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, I'm just hearing the sounds. Oh, is it? That's that's, that's mad. So that's how I'm. I'm just because you are hearing someone actually speaking. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But me, it's just like, I don't know if he's just saying nothing right now. That's or he mad. could be saying something. That's mad. So I'm just picking up on the cadences and I'm picking uh-huh. up on how they would articulate it. Cadences, where they, Yeah, where word. they go hard on a certain letter, where they don't, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But like with Arabic, it kind of has that same like formality in in, in having strong ends to the sentence mm-hmm. and having like, you know, mm-hmm. small build up. <laughs> <laughs> That's how... <laughs> That wasn't a Japanese attempt, by the way. I was just yeah. me trying to show cadence, but like that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, so I think obviously understanding it. So uh, yeah, like I was saying, I think the Arabic is all that. They're kind of. I've seen bits. Of, it looks yeah. good. Yeah. I've never watched the whole episode in Arabic. Maybe I should. Maybe yeah. Maybe I should because I want st- to. I'm, I'm starting to learn Arabic now. Yeah, so exactly. It might be a good uh, entry. Yeah. Into the language. You said how many languages you got on the about now? Obviously, the English language, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somali, yeah. Japanese, 
and now um, alhamdulillah I'm going to start formally studying Arabic like Arabic yeah. like if someone speaks it I can understand bits yeah but uh, to formally study it is different so yeah. I want to even when I was in university in Japan and stuff I, w- I would always say that I wanted to take languages further yeah. and use languages in the future yeah and uh and they, they open so many doors. Okay, like yeah, your, no, your accessibility course. to the world grows the more languages you no, speak. No, 100%. And if you speak one language, you're confined to that language and yeah. to those people. Uh, yeah, but when yeah. you start to speak in different languages, even your your perspective changes yeah. of how you understand people. No, of course. Like if you speak to a Japanese person in Japanese, you can actually get to know who they are. Mm. If you try to access them through the English language, it's it might be not the same. surface level shadow yeah, yeah. interaction, right? Now, of course, I think there's even, um, there was that Nelson Mandela quote, which is like, if you speak to someone in their language, mm. if you speak to someone, then you're speaking to their, yeah. I think, just speaking to them but if you speak to them in a language yeah. then like you speak to them in the heart yeah like a deeper sense it's like a deeper uh, yeah. it's like if you come to them with their language it's yeah. like okay cool yeah like, like honestly like i always try like i interact with so many different people in so many different mm. ways right but any person i meet like for example i'll give an example like a yeah. romanian yeah a romanian there's so many romanians in london like, mm. you meet them everywhere you go yeah, right? yeah. but um just to greet them in their language mm. and just say Chefaj, Chefaj, yeah, and they'd yeah. be like, "Yo, cool." Maybe like years ago it was more significant. Yeah. Now everyone kind of knows that phrase, probably. Mm. But even just that accessibility to kind of be like, "Like I see you." It's like, like I know who you are. Yeah, like this is your language. It's yeah. a respect in it. Yeah, yeah, of course. And even my, like it goes further, mm. like um, respecting people's names. Yeah. When some like I had an epiphany, like obviously people used to call me Shamaki in school, right? Yeah. Like five, six years ago, I thought, you know what? My mom gave me a beautiful name. Mm. I should start to introduce myself as Sharmarke. Yeah. I, don't know who, I don't care who you are. Yeah. You should try to say my name yeah. as it is, all right? So yeah, that's 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 the bigger thing of like... I'll tell you what, that's an interesting point. Because yeah. I, I saw it as the opposite. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is a tough name to be given. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. school, they were literally... Not even the kids, it was just the teachers. It was just like, I hated my name coming up on a register. Oh, you're thinking, what? How are they going to butcher the same thing time? every single time. Shmark. It's like, Charmake, Charmake. Charmake. I will just be like, oh. Like, every supply teacher <laughs> oh. would just be tense until my name comes up. Yeah, and yeah. then I'm like... Was your surname up the top? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so it begins with A. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to hop the I know, but much. I feel like I've said it already. So. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, so it's at the top, yeah, and yeah. then um, so it's coming up. They like haven't second. even had time to warm up yet. Yeah, when yeah, it gets nah, to the nah, day, nah, like. It's like the second one coming, and yeah. they're also a bit like nervous about it. I'm nervous. About it's a bad interaction. It. A, yeah, it's very, there was one guy that I remember one time he he um, dropped me off. I think it was like. One friend's is like uncle or something, yeah. and he saw me, recognized me. Yeah. I was going somewhere, he picked me up, dropped me there, and then afterwards, he was like, oh, What's your name? I was like, Shamaka, and then he was like, Okay, cool. And then when I left off, he's he was Somali, like, yeah? No, he wasn't. Okay, he was like okay. Asian. Okay. He's like, It's okay, take care. Uh, Bilal. I was like, Bilal! I was like, Damn, man. I mean, oh, man, that's a, that's, do you know what I mean? I, I don't think I, like, there was, so for me, I was just kind of like, I felt like the name was a bit of a burden. It was only quite recently yeah. that. I've kind of been like, all right, it's not. The name is beautiful, bro. It's not that bad. You know, one Shamarke, I feel like other people they don't understand my pain, but coming from another Shamarke, yeah, I'm no, I, I believe it. Like, um, I just think it's uh, maybe even I go as far to say disrespectful to people that don't even want to attempt to say the name. I get it. Yeah. Maybe your tongue can't say Sharmarke. Yeah. I get it, right? But the attempt is what matters. Yeah, and it, it shows that you're actually trying. You're not yeah. trying. Recently, I met some guys and I'm telling them Sharmarke. They're saying Sham, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chat. I said, brother, that's not my name. Yeah. Please say Sharmarke. And yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously took a bit of fighting, but you know, <laughs> we're there, man. Well, we're there. Sure. Yeah, but well, well, to the best of their ability. So, yeah. But they're aware that mm. I'm not going to just let them shortcut. Okay. And they will try and at least, you know, yeah, acknowledge yeah. my name for who I am. Yeah, I love that. And now I they think, look at you. the elite level of Shamarkas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should just be an ambassador. <laughs> I'm good with Shabaki. I'm like, you've, you've finished hey, to the end. You've funny, said man. all three syllables. Okay, nah. that's it for me. I'm nah. good. No, 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 no. I try, man. But, you know, yeah. over the years, it's, obviously, it's a battle sometimes. But, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, of course. I can, I can yeah, imagine. But no, nah, but the thing is, now, nah, look. Younger, I was also, like, referred to as Sharky. Like, as a nickname. Mm. Very commonly. Yeah, And yeah. I used to actually own it and, like, introduce myself as that. But like I yeah. said, five, six years ago, I stopped that. But now I started the page... Um, Sharky Sensei, yeah. I chose to bring the name back because of how easy it is. Yeah. Like I'll tell you, when I actually started the page, no followers, just nothing. Mm. Yeah. It was called Japanese Muslim Sensei. Oof. I haven't actually really told anyone this. Yeah, yeah. Yet. Okay. Ja- more exclusive. Uh, <laughs> I need to charge for Let's this. Let's go. One. I need to charge. Look, hey, <laughs> charge for this one, man. Yeah. Japanese Muslim Sensei. It's not catchy. It's yeah. too long. They'd be like, Yo, have you seen that guy on Instagram? The Somali guy. The Japanese yeah. Muslim Sensei. Ah, they'd be like, Yo, yeah. Japanese. Who's even in it? Yeah. You know? But Sharky Sensei is a bit easier. But it's short and sweet. It's short and sweet. Rolls off the tongue, yeah. Exactly. So that's why I brought it back. Mm. But now when I go to meet someone, I wouldn't introduce myself as Sharky. But they'll be like, oh, you're Sharky Sensei. I'll accept it. But I'll tell them my name is Sharmarke. No, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's how it is as well. I think me, I don't think I've ever sort of, I've gone more the sharks route than the sharky route with the Z. With the Z. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I don't think I could introduce myself as sharks. I feel sharky is a bit easier. Yeah. But sharks is like oh, I'm sharks. Then it's like maybe if it's like a short one. But first, I always say shamaki, and mm. then after that, then it gets to the sharks. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But as someone that has obviously been in Japan, has was studying Japan. What can you tell us of like their culture as a as a people? As a people, Japanese people are very different to us. Mm. Obviously, you meet individuals and you can relate to them in, in yeah. an individual way. But as a society, it's very yeah. different to us. And I went to the countryside. Mm. So well, I've been to Japan in t- on two separate occasions. Yeah. The first time was um, um, I was about 17 for yeah. a two-week trip. Yeah, yeah. Right? This was like from the school. Yeah, so it was an A-level. At A level time, and at the time we um, we went because we had to write. It was a holiday, but yeah. we always used it as an educational trip as well, right? The second time I went was uh, in the countryside for the year, okay. and that experience was completely different to the surface level one that we had the first time, right? And the second time I went, I really experienced Japanese culture because I tried to, as much as possible, immerse myself with the people yeah. and the culture. Uh, but for example. Um, Joining the football team and it's called Bukatsu, which, yeah. which is not something like an after school club. You know, we have in university, we have in universities, you might have like, have like teams and teams, stuff like societies that, yeah. and stuff, right? This is much bigger and deeper. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, much more. And even throughout the schooling system, they have this system where basically everyone joins some sort of something, mm. whether it's football, basketball, a sport, whatever it is. Yeah. The whole school kind of enrolls into this, yeah. and they're very, very committed okay. throughout the whole school yeah. school career. And then a lot of them take it into university. Yeah. If in university they don't want to do it, they don't have to. Okay, but, yeah. um, they, the there's there's a structure. So these people in this in this bukatsu, this football one that I joined, right? We train three times a week, seven a.m. Mm. in the morning. Oh wow! And yeah. matches are on the weekends. Yeah, right. Um, timekeeping 
big thing in Japanese culture yeah. in terms of, let's just say, training starts at 7 a.m. Yeah. Everyone gets there for about 6.45, 6.50. Mm. Your boots are on. You're out on the pitch, ready to start at 7 a.m. Yeah. If you are late, mm. if you happen to be late, which it happens, of course, there's a punishment mm. of the um, when you are late for two weeks, you have to do the preparation for the training. So yeah. the lining of the pitches, oh, the pumping of the balls, yeah. the filling of the water bottles, yeah. all of these sorts of things, you have to do it when you're late. Mm. And uh, it keeps people in check. Yeah. Even if you're going to meet someone for a dinner or something, you tell them 7, 8 p.m., right? Mm. They'll be there about 6.45, oh, okay. 6.50. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then if you're late, it's like... It's frowned upon, huh? Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big part of the society. Yeah, I feel like I definitely need to get that training in shape. Bro, bro. It's, it's well, very proper good. check you if you're, if you're late, yeah? <coughs> or is it just kind of like you feel that they're, no. they're not feeling it? This is Jap- Japanese society, right? It's run... From what I've experienced anyway, mm. right? Like societal pressure yeah. is what keeps people in check. Yeah. Their policing is within. Yeah. Like the neighborhood police. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, the neighborhood has a strong presence in their culture. Okay, yeah. So they are, I'd say, a lot of the time maybe afraid about what their neighbor thinks. Mm. They don't want to put a foot wrong because of what people what may people say. People might say, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, he's the guy that's always late. It's not something mm. you want to be associated with necessarily. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like the society is run through these social norms mm. and lots of unspoken rules that you have to just get used to. Yeah, like such as? This lateness thing. This lateness thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, In the football team that we, we had mm. about 25 people, right? Yeah. And um, there was a manager, an mm. old man manager, but he wasn't really involved in the day-to-day running of the team. Yeah. It was solely student run. Okay, yeah. And then there's first, second, third, and fourth years, right? Mm. And this there's this very, very structured hierarchy yeah. within this. So the fourth year is gets the most respect. Yeah, the captain lot, yeah. usually comes from the fourth year. Mm. And um, in Japanese language, mm. right, there's a set of language that is different yeah. when you speak to someone who's senior to you. Mm. It's called keigo. Okay. And keigo is used to people that are senior to you. Mm. So me and you are, are like, we're, we're like the same level, right? Yeah. We speak on a normal way. But if someone is senior to you, you, s- you use different language, bro. Okay. More formal language. Yeah. Kego. You know? Kego. Yeah. Is that how you introduce them? Or like, is that what you say? Like, is it a sir kind of thing? Or is it, is Kego like the term that's used for- Kego is the word, is the term to speak about that form of language. That form, yeah, okay. That form of language, which yeah, is yeah. the more respectful language, is Kego. Kego. And- a first year will never address a fourth year like he addresses a first year. Mm. You get it? Okay. You come to a football team in London. It's still like, the same. I paid for my uni football yeah. team. I captained my uni football team. Everyone is the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just talk and you... Mm. But there, no way, bro. Yeah. No way is someone speaking... You have some wild guys. Yeah. Come and they charge <laughs> you. Know, you know, there's always that guy. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I was there. Okay, their school year starts in about April, right? Yeah. In April... A new cohort came the first years. Mm. The guys I was with became the fourth years. Yeah. The first year, there was one guy who, bro, he was addressing people how he wanted. Okay, and yeah, he came yeah. from a city called uh, Osaka. Mm. And Osaka people are known to be a bit more free and, you know, okay, yeah. they're a bit more like- they're, open, they're not as structured as- As maybe like Tokyo, yeah. for example, or other cities, right? That guy, he was there addressing people how he liked. Mm. And 
they kind of liked it, but at the same time, they were cautious of him to be like, yo, yeah, speak yeah, properly. Yeah, yeah. You know, even though they're playing in the same football team, seeing yeah. each other nearly every day, they're telling you, speak properly. Yeah. Which is interesting, huh? Yeah. So and, the, and the crazy thing is, obviously, in uni, he's, obviously, there's maybe a year or sign apart, but they're not that far apart in, in, in age. It's quite like maybe two years. Max. It could be a, a number of months. It could be a number of months. Yeah, it could yeah, be a number yeah. of months. You know, so that that system of Kego really runs throughout the majority of the society, mm. even in the workplace. Yeah. If you are someone who's senpai, mm. senior to you, and you're the kohai, mm. person lower, then you will address them in a certain way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you could actually maybe, it doesn't always necessarily work on age. You could be senpai, senior to the person because you've been at the company longer. Mm. So they come now and they're your... Um, inferior, okay. core high, yeah, and they will address you in a certain way as well. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. rules that need to be followed, yeah. and it's very, very interesting. Mm. Like the way people behave in the country, it's uh, people are very careful yeah. of things they do and say. Okay, so I had one experience. Even in the football team, we had um, uh, females mm. who were managers. They were called managers, okay, yeah. right? and what they their job was. To support the men's team mm. and our, for example we're doing football drills if the ball goes a bit farther we'll go and get the ball okay oh that was like that's, that, that's what they do. do yeah like for example when the, when a match is happening we're playing a match yeah they'll sit there in terms of like if a goal is scored they will counter it like yeah. they really really support the team in mm. in in a very okay vital yeah. way right yeah. and um they, when I first came, I was shocked at this. Yeah. I'm seeing them there. They're not playing football with us. There was one that was playing football with us, yeah. which she was good. But they're not playing football with us. They don't. They might even have an interest in playing football. Okay. But because they're so used to being part of the society in the schooling system, yeah. they join the football team now, right? I asked her, are you being paid <laughs> to do this? Yeah. She said, no. Yeah. I said, why are you doing this? She said, to support the football team. Damn. I said, cool, man. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. This same girl, I worked with her in 7-Eleven, mm. right? And then I saw a completely different side to her yeah. she was more bubbly in the football team she's just quiet right yeah 7-11 yeah. she's a bit more bubbly she's interacting with people she's mm. much more then i said to her like why are you why so different, different? Yeah, yeah, here yeah. and there right and she said um there's enough boisterous men in the team already i don't need to add to it ah, okay. she chose to suppress yeah, her yeah, personality yeah. in that circumstance but that's absolutely normal in that society yeah. by the way like they won't act in like you know mm, it's very self-aware not maybe maybe sometimes too self-aware. Too self-aware. And uh, I've mentioned previously in the past that a lot of the time Japanese people, when they drink alcohol, mm. is when you start to see maybe their actual real personality. Actual person because coming out, yeah. before that, they don't read. Like another thing I'll say, there's a lot of Japanese I'm using, but you can translate it. Yeah. There's something called honne and yeah. tatemai, and mm. honne means the actual true person. Yeah. And tatemai is like the formality of the person, mm. their day to day, like work. Wasn't it like the? I think it was almost a Japanese. I think it was a Japanese saying where they're like people have three masks, which is like for the home, for okay, like friends, and yeah. then I think I'm butchering it. So I yeah, think yeah. it's like for the society, for yeah. the house, and for like your actual self. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, if that, and I think I've heard something similar before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's real. Mm. And this this distinction distinction between the real self, yeah, and uh, your formal self, mm. right, is very very distinct. Like, yeah. of course, we have it as well. Like the way I'm talking to my friends, I won't talk to someone maybe at work, for yeah, example, yeah, right? Of course, but the lines are more blurred. Mm. There is a succinct it's very distinction. Everyone between knows, the yeah, two, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's accepted and it's mm. normal. Uh, 
Of course. Yeah, so that's something I learned about Japanese society and Japanese people. Mm. Um, and uh, actually, we, ha- we have a lot to learn, to be honest. And obviously, me, when I went there, um, I was thinking, like, how can I maybe... <laughs> like, because I'm very free. Yeah. I'm very open, right? Yeah. And when someone interacts with a person like myself, yeah. I want you to feel comfortable to, you know, yeah. feel free to, to interact to, with me yeah, in a normal yeah. way, right? So even I remember one interaction I had, right? Yeah. One, the new first year, this 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 wild guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're walking to training with another fourth year who's my level. Yeah. The guy in first year, he addresses me in not Kago, in not respectful language. Yeah. The fourth year. But when you say he addresses you in not respectful language, what's that like? Is it like yo? Or is it like, like what are you uh, saying? Yeah, yeah. Let's just say, yeah, yeah. What are you saying? Mm. Good. But uh, if, if I can give um, like a simple example. Yeah. Between a friend, you might say Genki, which means how are you, mm. right? And then if you want to speak formally, you'll say Genki Deska and even more formally, Ogenki Deska. There's levels okay, of formality yeah, yeah, as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he spoke to me in a very, very like casual way. Genki. Yeah, mm. kind of thing, right? On, yeah. The guy that was with the fourth year reprimanded him and say said to him, speak properly to Shamarka. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And I was like, yo, bro, it's all right. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to break the social norm, but I don't yeah. want him to feel like, you can't yeah like we cannot, like that, yeah. and i did try lots with the new first years to spite try to speak to them on their level even yeah. though obviously i'm a fourth year at the time we're in that system yeah um i was thinking to myself do you know what i really want to get to know these guys mm. on a personal level rather than just it being tatemai this formality okay yes um, so i wasn't there to break social norms mm. but i was there to kind of you know he was, he was causing a problem <laughs> that's what i'm hearing however i know however <laughs> i do abide by the rules uh, yeah, yeah, i abide yeah, by yeah. the rules like lateness and all of this stuff yeah there was a time i was late at the end of the oh, year to training on, and yeah. once they'll come man that's yeah. good for okay me. once to be once fair that's year, man. Yeah, yeah, come yeah. on bro yeah, to be fair, yeah. i can't really judge i was late yeah. once yeah so i had to do the punishment yeah. and i accepted it mm. you know and uh actually another do you thing, like experience a bit of racism there or not do you know what because i was in such the countryside right because <laughs> um, I'm because like, I've seen like I don't know if it's the same but like China mm-hmm. I've seen like obviously when a black person goes there everyone's taking selfies and it's like yo who is this who's just come you know was it kind of like that or was it so for where I was right a lot of the time it's just ignorance mm. right so I wouldn't even, I wouldn't go as far as call it racism yeah um, but my experience I was there for a year I knew I was going to be there for a yeah. year right and when I interact with people and I, they know like I'm a, a exchange student, mm. right? I feel like they can put up with me because they know I'm leaving in a year. Okay. Yeah. However, if I became a resident, yeah, I do believe that my interactions with people would have changed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So put up with you, so it wasn't. That's maybe even wrong to say, but you know, I really do feel like um, it's more tolerable because you know the person is leaving. Yeah. If a person is setting base in your neighborhood mm. and they, you're going to see them oh, daily. No, yeah, then you got to check they, them more. you got to yeah. make sure they fall on yeah. the line. And then they're sending their children to your schools yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're doing all of these things. The yeah. checks are more thorough. Nah, of course. You're more, you're more strict with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If a guy who's coming for one year makes yeah. societal mistakes, you expect it and yeah. you look over it. Now, nah, of course, how harsh can you go on them? If exactly. They're, exactly. You know I mean? you actually, yeah. you expect it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. More yeah. than anything. Oh, it's just that... Uh, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. a foreigner. He's he's bound to make yeah, these mistakes, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But if you li- if you're living there, no, bro. Mm. You really and I do I do really believe you should abide by their rules. And uh, when you abide by them, and then they s- become to accept you, then maybe you can start to you know whatever you think is more correct. Start yeah. to the wrong word. Is, I don't want to say impose, mm. but start to you know 
Let's sprinkle. sprinkle. Yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> 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 we don't want to ourselves because yeah. that's their society and how they live, right? Yeah, of course. But at the same time, you want to like whatever good you can do, you do it. Innit? Yeah, no, no, yeah. of course. Yeah. And speaking of Japan, hmm. now we gotta get into the main chunk of this this podcast, which is what happened yeah. in in Hiroshima. So. Um, and obviously, uh, the book today that we're covering is called Hiroshima by John Hersey. Mm-hmm. He was an American writer and, you know, they say one of the earliest people who practiced new journal- journalism, mm. which is like this fusion of like storytelling plus um, like the actual facts of what was going on. And um, and the way that he wrote this book, to be fair, was quite interesting because it's not like one sort of large fact sheet about what happened in Hiroshima. It was taken from like six different people's perspectives there was like two doctors two women and like two priests that he was following from the beginning that he sectioned it in like chapters so like so the first thing that people experienced was the the flashing white light when the bomb hit and then the fire and then what happened after that then the after effects and then you know so it's like through those different stages of the bomb he's following the same people and like how their lives were affected which I found was great because otherwise it would have been quite long to sort of read about because we kind of know we've heard so much about it before. Yeah, yeah. But to kind of know on a more personal level by following certain person and be like, okay, let me see how they actually dealt with mm. it. You could relate to it a bit more. Yeah, definitely. Um, but obviously if you said you've been to Hiroshima. Yeah. Is it, because I've seen kind of like videos now and stuff about Hiroshima and it feels <coughs> like it's a proper like tourist kind of destination like this yeah. that i don't know if it was a tower or the like dome that dome thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that still like survives still standing still yes. standing yeah, yeah 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 and like people take a picture how how is it like when people go there is there like that solemnness about or is it just a tourist attraction now i think it's a mix of both mm. i think there is but people come when people go there yeah. even as a tourist you won't behave how you would behave in tokyo for example yeah because yeah, yeah. you know you're going there to see the history of that mm. the atomic bomb yeah that monumental historical event. Mm. So because you're going there for that, you will have this solemnness with you. With you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're still a, a tourist. We're still tourists, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, a, it's a blend, right? Yeah. So um, you see like people, you know how like a normal tourist place like selling um, like wristbands yeah. and stuff like that? There's yeah, just, yeah, it's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. still happens definitely. And like um, ori- ori- origami and stuff like that. Mm. This happens on the side. But the main thing people go there is for the, the atomic bomb museum. Yeah. And uh, uh, in in English words, is to say to pay their respects, mm. you know, to see yeah. the effects of the of what happened, of the yeah. bomb, because yeah. obviously it was the first of its kind, mm. one of two, yeah. And obviously, this, this um, is a very very sad historical event. And no, when you read the book, it's very sad, yeah. Actually, like to see how it affected people's lives yeah. and the shock of not knowing what it was, yeah. And um, the after effects, yeah. all of these sorts of things. Um, it's a very sad thing. Yeah. Even when you go into the um, the atomic bomb museum, which a lot, I think most people go for, mm. and obviously to see around and stuff. And you can see actually, there's a pinpoint of where the bomb actually dropped. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Like the point of where the bomb actually mm. dropped. Um, like it's, is, yeah, it's very sad. Yeah. When I went inside the museum, I was, I was taken aback. You see stuff like, there's prints of, people's silhouettes on yeah, walls yeah. from the blast, from the blast yeah. and stuff like that 
That's so crazy. And so like, the thing that, just to give a bit of context, the the prints that obviously Sharky is talking about is um, the bomb itself was wild because it also exploded before it even hit the mm. the ground. Mm. Um, and when it did, it let off the the first thing was like this white light that hit, and then so everything that was like next to that bomb and explosion, wherever was they're blocking the light from hitting a certain object mm. that's how the person would just be like shadowed yeah. and imprinted for yeah. like forever really yeah yeah so like there was was there was a guy that was painting or something and then like you could see, see things but i think the most famous one is like I think a guy on the, st- on the steps and then he was there and then obviously he blocked that light yeah. from hitting the steps so his shadow was imprinted from on the steps on the steps yeah 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 yeah. Wow. Sorry, go on. It's, it's tragic to be honest. Yeah. Like when you see like some remains of people and yeah. like you see the deformities of the people that that uh, that have come after. Yeah. Even if you survived and you suffered the heavy radiation, yeah. you have children that have like yeah. maybe loss of limbs and stuff. Yeah. So it's very sad. Nah, I don't know. It's, it's very very sad. It's just wild yeah. to think that that happened. Um, and obviously we'll get into, I wanted to ask you a personal question afterwards. Yeah. Okay. It was not so much personal, it was quite a, a moral question. Okay, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so be prepared. <laughs> oh, bro, I've got to prepare myself, man. Yeah, no, because it was kind of like, um, so yeah, reading the book, um, the the first chapter is about this white light that yeah. we're talking about, this flash, right? Mm. Um, so just to give a bit of context so people can understand the gravity of it because the bomb obviously now the movie Oppenheimer coming out and, yeah, yes. and all this kind of stuff happening here and the regret that he felt doing this thing mm. um, when you kind of know the facts about it you kind of realise just how wild mm, this is and how to be fair for me like how sick you'd have to be to make something yeah. that has the capability to do this so like um, the bomb when it exploded it reached like 7,000 degrees Celsius. Mm. And I can't even imagine what level of heat that is. So anything that was next to it is, con- is straight away getting burnt up, mm. crisp. There was mm. a, a river near the dropping point mm. that just evaporated. Mm. Um, so everything in a quarter of a mile was destroyed, basically. Uh, 70,000 people died instantly, like straight away. Mm. Um, and the first thing that also people... Um, experienced people that weren't right next to it because they would have died straight away. But if you was a bit further away, further than a quarter of a mile, then you would be blown back by that white, first like white light, that shockwave. And then, um, so then it was like, it was crazy because if you did survive from that distance, then you'd still be hit with the burns. Mm. You'd feel like you were being cooked, yeah. but you're, there's no fire around you because it was like that hot. Um, and then in that heat, that you're being cooked, it's opening up your skin yes. to like blisters. Yes. And then those blisters are getting hit with radiation. Oh my goodness. And then when you think that's done, then it starts to rain because of the moisture that all that heat has created. It's gone up now to the clouds mm. and now it's coming back down as black rain. Mm. And then that has got radiation in it. So that's also getting you. So it's like, the guys that like sort of made the bomb, was it just like a, because obviously it has a nuclear reaction, so it's going to keep going and going and going and going. But do they have in mind how much it would destroy it on like an atmospheric level? Mm. Like, for example, that it would be so hot that rain would come down. 
that has radiation in it. Or is it just like if, oh, this is a big explosion that's going to take them out and then we're good. But the radiation, the nuclear radiation is the thing that makes it different. Yeah. Like the, the, why is it different to any other large bomb? Mm. Obviously the power, the sheer power of itself was, I think it said something like 20 times more powerful than the the large, the most powerful um, bomb that was ever used in warfare prior to that. Yeah. So the actual, like you said, the initial shock and the power, but in terms of the, and the radiation is the extra thing, this nuclear thing. Yeah. That's why. That's why there's all. There's even till this day, this nuclear nuclear warfare. Yeah, yeah. Back because it's that that gives the extra power. Because in that nuclear fusion, it's just little atoms, atoms yeah. blowing up, blowing yeah, yeah. up, blowing up. That's where the power yeah. comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah but yeah. the radiation that comes from the nuclear is is the the extra problem as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if the person who created it would have known that. And there's actually quite a famous picture of the the smoke cloud that comes mm. out from yeah, yeah. that mushroom looking yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's very famous. Mm. And I don't know if the person anticipated that the rain would come from this cloud, this this, mm, yeah. this forming, but it's uh, disastrous. It's wild. No, no, you can't even find the words to describe how yeah. bad it is. To be honest with you, and to see that a couple of days later it was done in in, in Nagasaki. Yeah, exactly. And that was a bigger bomb. Yeah, it's, it's, but I think the what makes it more monumental is the first ever the first ever yeah, yeah. being used in Hiroshima, mm. and uh, and when you read the book, it's the shock of the people that yeah. you're thinking. Just they're thinking, what kind of bomb is this? They have they all have their kind of their conspiracy yeah, at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, of course, gasoline was spread and all yeah. this sort of thing. That's what they're, they're saying. Yeah. So they don't know. They're there trying to deal with whatever is happening. Yeah, it's and I think that's all the good part. That's that's what I kind of liked. It was. Yeah. He was focusing on like just normal people yeah. going about their day. So like yeah. one lady that was at a certain place yeah. and yeah. just, you know, living her life and one yeah. the one guy that was at a hospital. Yeah. And um each person kind of he was talking about like when they survived it, because these were people like one of the few that survived the first initial or whatever. Yeah. And um they all kind of said it was like just good fortune and like serendipity that mm. I didn't take this earlier train. Mm. Yes. If I had have taken yes. the Qadr of Allah, Qadr, yeah, they're saying all of this serendipity, so, but yeah, yeah, but that's literally that is that, honestly, and that's yeah. what it is. And, and I've realized it because it was also, um, we had another author on called Midge, yeah. and she wrote a book called Piccadilly, and Piccadilly was bombed as well, yeah, in the world war, okay, and um. A lot of that again was that serendipity thing of like, oh, if only it I was a club, I didn't go that. that. I went to the club every day, but I didn't that day, and mm. then it got bombed, and then, you know, so it's it's kind of like it's always kind of crazy. But I was the one. The point I wanted to take from that is yeah. it's always interesting that you kind of look at it like, oh, I just survived that. Yeah. Always in a negative context, mm. like you just survived the car crash because you didn't take mm. this mm. thing. Yeah. But I think it could also be looked at in a positive sense of mm. where you've got to mm. because you met. So obviously it's all Qadr Allah. Of course. But it's like, because you met so-and-so and yeah. this and that happened. Yeah. And then yeah. like, it's very rare that we look at hindsight positively. Yeah. It's always kind of like... But the best people I'd say, they mm. always find the positives in any negative. The negative, yeah, yeah. And exactly. that's what you should do. Yeah. Like, even if like, for example, the most extreme case of the death of someone in your, in mm. your life, right? Yeah. If I believe personally, if that, has caused obviously there's lots of grief at the time of the death right yeah. but if it causes goodness to come thereafter mm. then I would even go as far as say it was good for you that that happened you know? it's a blessing huh? and in disguise yeah and like for like even if um, when someone has a, a near death experience for yeah. example yeah, if it brings them close to Allah 
yeah. then it's good for them. Yeah, exactly. It's good that you had that car crash. It's good that this has happened. So yeah. your eyes are open now. And you because can sometimes you might need something drastic like that to shake you. You know what I mean? Some people might need something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, and and also, yeah, so like with this one, it was that kind of like, because it was just normal people going about their day and about their yeah. jobs, yeah. that you could kind of relate to it more. Yeah. And then every day there would be like a different air raid that would go off because there would be planes that were flying over, whatever have you. Um, but after a while, they just kind of got used to it because no bombs were coming, but planes were still flying over. Yeah. So people like just kind of waited and were like, okay, fine, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So then they just get blasted off by this this white light and a white flash. Um, but the interesting thing is, sorry to disturb you, no, is good. that when the fl- when the normal, I think yeah. it was 7, 8, 8 a.m., mm. the normal um, raid was happening, yeah. the, the siren, sorry, Yeah. The siren went off and mm. they got the all clear. Yeah, they got the all clear, yeah. Everyone got the all clear at 8 a.m. The yeah. bomb happened at 8.15. Mm. So those that survived, they're thinking, didn't we hear the all clear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the all clear, like nothing was going to happen. Yeah. So that's why we came out of our house and started going about our day and yeah. stuff, right? So that, that's another shocking aspect. They yeah, thought was, they were safe. They thought they were safe. And the bomb happened. They, and the bomb came down from like, I forgot how many thousands of feet up in the air in like 30 seconds, 34 Crazy. seconds. Crazy. It changed warfare forever. Forever, yeah. hundred yeah. percent it did. Um, but then the craziest part again was because obviously a lot of the Japanese culture and the way they make homes was through like wood and yes, timber yes, and yes. stuff like that. Yes. So then when the bomb hit and the little fire particles and stuff like that and the wind started carrying them yeah. everywhere was just getting... Getting worse. The, yeah. burn, the burning is worse. The burn up everywhere. Yeah. What I found interesting was this, um, I think what was it, a church that these Catholic priests, these German Catholic priests who are one of the, char- the yeah, main yeah, characters yeah. were staying in, it mentioned that they were fortified mm. by one of the previous priests yeah. because of his uh, paranoia to uh, earthquakes. earthquakes yeah. right? So obviously it's very common in Japan to have earthquakes. So that, yeah. that building was quite fortified. So it stood, but I think it was burnt eventually mm. because of the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing I found very interesting about that, which relates to Japanese society was, the bomb happens August August sixth, right? Mm. Everyone is trying to make sense of what's happening, trying to survive, trying to help whoever they can. Yeah. This chaos is happening, mm. right? The next day, the priests go off to somewhere else, and one priest stays behind for what reason? Mm. To file a a, a claim <laughs> to the local police about their building getting built back yeah. because they f- remembered a clause in their contract that said. If your building is burnt or destroyed through warfare, <laughs> yeah. then you have you can claim it claim, back yeah, for it to be yeah, yeah. like um, rebuilt by mm. the local council, for example. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, the the bombings happened August sixth. Yeah. August seventh, this guy is going to the local police <laughs> to claim yeah, yeah, yeah. for the thing to come back. He's writing yeah. a claim, yeah. and that that just shows you, like you know, something crazy has happened, mm. right? But uh, that normality. The system, their systems are very strong in Japan. Strong, yeah, They're yeah. going back to the system. Mm. The guy stayed back so he can find a claim. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm trying to get Whilst as far as possible. Just, just <laughs> been, just been dropped. Yeah. I would be thinking I'm trying to get as far as possible as from as this possible. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but he's going to file something for his church to be rebuilt. Yeah. It, it was quite astounding. I was shocked by that. No, that is that is very wild. Yeah. Um, and then as the days went on, weeks went on, and then months that's when people started seeing like actual. So yeah. now it was like the, the bomb disaster, the fires and that was kind of like calming down a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now there came this radiation disease and then it was like people like losing hair. 
getting cancer. Um, I forgot all the other ones that was happening as well. There was one of the ladies in this, her hair started falling off. Mm. Because one of the people that were tending to her started like combing her hair. Mm. And they realized a fat chunk went off. Mm. And they did it again. And then they realized an even more bigger chunk. And then she was like, yo, yo you're something's happening. Yeah, happen, yeah. yeah. And like anemia was like going rampant. And and it was like, again, it kind of goes back to like, that's what makes it sick in a yeah, way. That the, is. the fact that all of this stuff here happened. Because a bomb is like instant hit. That's it. People Essential. die. People get burnt. Things things are blown away. And things are blown away. Life. And after that, Usually. yeah. But then here's like no months and years on. Yeah. Doctors are finding different things out, yeah. And, yeah. and 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 that's what. Again, it was because he had it related to certain people. I think one of the priests even died as well because of the, the radiation. radiation. Yeah. You, the thing, one thing I would say about the book is, at the time, I think it was like it was a year after he visited. Hiroshima yeah. to go and interview all of these people and uh, it was groundbreaking stuff because the the Ameri- the average American person yeah. just understood that a bomb was dropped and they had won the war mm. and Japan had surrendered yeah. right and this obviously gave them a more like an insight into the daily life like you can say you can relate to the person more he's just literally yeah. getting up to do his normal daily uh, life whatever he's doing right but at the same time, this author, he chose people that maybe like six people, right? Mm. Out of six people, two of them are Catholic. Yeah. Two of them are doctors, yeah. right? And when I read it, like lots of it had a theme of this Catholicism. Yeah. Well, that was funny enough. Someone yeah. actually was saying something about that, yeah. which was the people that he chose yeah. were very specific. And they're not really, yeah. And you know what? Another, this is another thing, right? Mm. And one of them even Japanese. loved America as well, no? Huh? Well, I think one of them was even a big fan of America. He loved the Americans. Yeah. This person, this guy who, um, prior to the bomb being dropped, was being suspected of being like a spy. Spy. <laughs> this yeah, Japanese yeah, guy. Exactly, because he yeah. spoke English so well and he had connections with Americans, right? Yeah. They were suspecting him of, of being a spy. What did he do? He joined the local neighborhood. He became like... Um, one of these people that organize evacuations mm. for the neighborhood. Why? To clear his name. Yeah, like I yeah. told you, the people police each other. Yeah. And he's done that to clear his name through the neighborhood. Yeah. Which I found that so profound as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like people are making these rumors about him and he thinks, you know, so I need to prove my prove myself to a society. Yeah. I'm a patriot. I'm a yeah. but, but Japanese people are actually quite patriotic to, yeah, yeah. You, to be honest with you. The general person is. Yeah. Um, so he's done, he's done that now to clear his name, right? Mm. But this author, John Hersey, he doesn't speak the Japanese language, yeah. right? So um, his access to who he can interview is, is quite limited. limited. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's, a, it's an interaction with people who maybe have a, an American leaning or even yeah. English like leaning personality yeah, or way of thinking. Yeah. So I thought that was quite limited. Mm. If somebody who spoke Japanese had written the book, yeah. Maybe uh, even even a foreign person who speaks speaks Japanese, yeah. I think would have been. Oh no, of course, a much deeper course. insight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If a Japanese, I'm sure Japanese people have written about the reason this is so. Um, this book is is quite famous is because of this thing that you mentioned, new journalism and this yeah. way of writing and to the English um, reader. Yeah. Right, but I'm sure there are better, much much better oh, books in Japanese yeah, yeah, yeah. that I might even actually look into to be honest. Yeah. To maybe even compare, but. I thought I heard even the the Japanese translations and this wasn't that great. Really? Yeah. The guy I did see like it said something along the lines of um people saying help me. Mm. Taskete kure. Yeah. 
And I saw, uh, when I watched a review on YouTube, this woman um, who was in the review mentioning that, and it's true to be honest, mm. in the book it said something like, oh, in a polite manner, the person said, taskete kure. Yeah. Taskete kure isn't that polite. Okay. It's quite <laughs> casual. Yeah. And the woman, she expanded and she said, uh, he could have said something like, taskete kure masenka or taskete itadake masenka. These are more... Formal, formal ways, ways and no yeah. one in that in their right mind is going to be saying something like that yeah <laughs> and yeah there was that to be honest and uh so his actual insight into the japanese person isn't very deep yeah so the book is i think is good for its time and what it's done etc mm. but i think it could have been done much better yeah to be honest you say that's a open position for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that build-up play was sensational. The fruit bowl is now for you. No, no, I'm not anybody yeah. who can now you come could start do. critiquing yeah. these these people. But yeah. it's just my thought, innit? Like, no, but but I mean, obviously, it gives the point of like, because you speak, that, like, again, you'd mm. be speaking to the heart. Yeah. That's what you'd be doing. That's what you, by that's actually you asking. Languages, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Because obviously, this guy's from America, New York Times. That's probably why I even got Big yeah, because he's from yeah, the New York Times yeah, yeah, and you know the yeah. best selling and this yeah. and that and because yeah. it was so fresh and different to how it felt at the time and the bomb being dropped and you know um, yeah and I think to to sort of kind of wrap it up on the book um, now comes that question for you uh, <laughs> this, is this this moral question <laughs> this comes the moral question because <laughs> okay. obviously before I read the book I I was I, everyone had that interest of what happened what actually happened at Hiroshima and all this kind of stuff here yeah. mm. so then I was watching one video where they were looking at both sides of it so the Americans perspective of dropping the bomb and then okay. they had the Japanese reaction to that being done you know yeah um and the American side was kind of like they firstly some of them were like okay cool they did that madness at Pearl Harbor mm-hmm and then the other one was kind of like the the Japanese will not stop fighting. They will die to the last man. Mm. Right. This is some this might even be their main point, right? Mm. They will die to the last man. So everyone's fighting, every grandma, every kid is gonna come out to the streets if we touch their land, right? Mm. So if we bomb yeah. this place here, yeah. might kill thousands, yeah. even though they they would say it's small, like thousands, even though it's like thousand, hundreds of thousands. Yeah. 800,000. The population of Hiroshima was 200,000. 200,000, yeah. And 100,000 people were yeah. dead. That's the how they would, you know, kind of justify in their heads, you know, a few people would die, as they say. Um, or, you know, we could just keep fighting and then every, all of them might die, you know? So the thing is, the war will be prolonged if we don't do this. If we don't do this. This is it. It will One save time more done. lives if we... If we that's Yeah, that was their, that's their the thing. thing huh? And obviously the Japanese thing is like, yo, this is inhumane. Mm. This is obviously against all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but then on the flip side as well, it was kind of like, because the Japanese, they were also doing madnesses abroad, places in like Singapore and yeah, all those yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. You know, were, areas. The, the way the Japanese are portrayed in modern society, like they're very like... Um, I don't know, like, I think people overlook mm. the... Because the, the, the they did atrocities as well. Many. <laughs> many atrocities. Many, it many. wasn't like they were just sleeping in their homes and no, then no, no. bombs hit them. Many, many. It was kind of like they were doing madnesses as well. And um, it was kind of, okay, if we can stop a bomb right... Or stop a war right now, we can do it. But we're using this method. Mm. Then that comes the morality of if you was in that position as the <laughs> president, do you continue fighting or do you take that option? Or was that too heavy? 
This is mad. I feel like this is a, that's mad though, isn't it? Because because that's what I, it, it sort of boils down to, you know. Because I don't think I don't know. Maybe even saying this gives too much respect to the Americans. Yeah, but with the, were the hands tied to no other option? Nah, because their that. old president died, so new guys has just come in. With all this stuff happening, all these wars going on, etc., they just got hit by Pearl Harbor, they're feeling a bit, you know. And some guy says to him, "Yo, we have a nuclear bomb. <laughs> we have a solution if you want this, you know, because mm. they were bombing. Mm. They, like Tokyo was getting bombed, this and that, but it wasn't this atomic bomb. It was just kind of so they were like, okay, we did try the bombing method. Nothing was happening. These guys were still fighting. Mm. So now." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you are actually pushing towards that direction of, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to get a clippable now. moment, man. <laughs> the last five minutes you've been going down the route of, do you know what? So this you know is what? devil's advocate. This is like you're siding with the idea that, do you know what? It's better that they've done it to save lives, maybe. That's what I feel like you think. Sharmak. I'm not, it's not it's sharky sensei here. Hey. As a man that's touched the soul of the Japanese, <laughs> that knows who they are. <laughs> I've touched the soil of yeah. the Japanese. I don't know about the soul of the, the Japanese. Eh? That's a good point. Hey, that's a good point. But you know what? Actually, uh, let me not put you on this moral. I don't thing. know. I actually don't know. I couldn't. Yeah, it's a tough. It's, one. it's very it difficult. To be, honest to be fair, I, I I asked the question. Yeah. Because that is the question that is out mm, there. That's the biggest. One. Even the people that make those videos about the question, mm. they also always say, "We'll leave it to you." Yeah. So I think to just put it on you to answer, it's be a, tough. Because I've thought about it. It's a tough one. It's a it's a tough one in many aspects, but obviously I think it's just when people look at the more humane sense of it, like dropping an atomic bomb on anyone yeah. isn't the move. That's why nowadays you that's yeah. what Russia's threatening, and you know, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, 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 but it's happening. But let's not get too political. Nah, you know, I don't want to get happy, too political. This is a happy podcast about it Japan. Um, but to just kind of wrap it off on yeah. a more positive note. Yeah. Now, of course, you been to japan now you're you've got what a tour of japan oh yes yeah yeah yeah. so tell us a bit more about that so um the idea came because a friend of mine was mentioning like he showed me some mario kart videos in tokyo yeah and he said you should take people there and uh and like uh guide them yeah because you know the place and the language and stuff Mm. and then um it started from there and then I realized how many people like myself there are who love Japan and Japanese culture. Yeah. So this thing of um, so someone who maybe grew up in the West, mm. who has a Muslim identity yeah. and uh, tries to abide by the Islamic rules as much as possible. Yeah. And also has an interest in Japanese language and culture. Mm. <clears throat> so we thought, well, I thought, how can I bring these together? Yeah. In a way, because when you speak to people, they always say, I would love to go to Japan. Japan yeah, is on my yeah. bucket list. You hear that from well, yeah, almost everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So um, prior to this idea coming about, I should say, um, I was introduced to a Japanese Muslim brother mm. who lives in London. Okay, yeah. And that was, again, Guzen. Guzen. Like he was a <laughs> <laughs> by chance. Right? Yeah. He was a friend of a friend kind of yeah. thing. Where, how can I say this? I was supposed to be at the place where he was, but I wasn't there. Mm. My brother was there. And then, obviously, people know that I study Japanese and stuff. So yeah. they saw this Japanese guy. He's a Muslim. Yeah. They're saying, yo, what? Like, yeah. he's, I mean, like, he's 
Japanese. Like he grew oh, up in Japan. Japan. He grew up yeah, in Japan. He's been yeah. in, in the UK for like maybe the last five years and stuff. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, and yeah. he became Muslim a couple of years ago. So okay. someone called me. I was in bed. I was ready to sleep at 10 o'clock. I said, someone called me and said, there's this Japanese guy. Yeah. And he's a Muslim. I said, no way. So no way. I caught you up, huh? <laughs> bro. I got up, man. I was up in a flash. Yeah. I got up and we started speaking on the phone for about an hour. Yeah. Mainly in Japanese. Because it was exciting for me because when, I, when I'm here in London, I don't mm. really get the chance to speak to people in yeah, Japanese. Yeah, no, of course. I can imagine. And yeah. lots of the people that I speak to in Japanese, we can't connect deeper because yeah. I feel like... Uh, this thing of Islam brings us together much closer. Yeah, yeah of course. You know, like, we are brothers, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be honest. Yeah? So when I was speaking to him, it felt different yeah. like, to any Japanese person I've ever spoken yeah, because yeah. we're speaking about Islam yeah. in Japanese. In Japan, so yeah. it's a different facet. It's a different ball game now, yeah. right? And then like, we got to meeting. Like, uh, we, we met up a number of times and became friends. Yeah. So when the idea came to me, I proposed it to him. Yeah. Do you want to do this thing, right? And we branded it as the first ever Muslim-friendly Tokyo tour. Yeah. Right. So inshallah that'll be happening uh, mid next year, maybe around inshallah, June next year. Yeah. Inshallah. And uh, me and him together, the, the f- what we have, our skills, mm. Japanese language, um, us, like me, myself, an understanding of the culture of the people of this country, mm. the Muslims anyway, because yeah. I grew up here. Him, a very deep understanding of Japan and Japanese Japan, culture yeah, as a yeah. Japanese person. Yeah. And someone him, who himself is, is actively studying the religion of Islam. Mm. And me, myself, I try my best as yeah. well. So bringing this together, our skill sets, we have the ability to do this thing To now. do this, yeah, of course. So when people go to Japan, for example, or think about going to Japan, mm. some of the main barriers are, number one, language. Because yeah. really, the, Jap- the Japanese, their English isn't maybe the no, best. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the language barrier is a big thing. Mm. The familiarity with the place, yeah. The thing about halal food, mm. right? So we thought, why don't we facilitate something that makes this easy for people? Easy for people, and too. they yeah, can yeah. go, and yeah. people really want to go, right? Yeah. So that's what we're gonna do, inshallah. And it will be um, two, three times a year at least, inshallah. We okay, want it to be something like regular. Two, three times so, a year. Yeah. So the first one is gonna be obviously the first ever Muslim. Yeah, yeah. And thereafter, obviously, we have to stop that name because we would have done the first one, inshallah. <laughs> and thereafter, we'll kind of be like. We're taking people there regularly. Yeah. So we're, we're starting off in Tokyo and we would love to. People are always asking me, what about other cities mm. and stuff? We would love to expand and do Hiroshima? other things. Hiroshima, why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Like, like yeah. the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. So we'll start in Tokyo, inshallah. And then thereafter, we can look into maybe other cities. Yeah. We're thinking... Uh, Another exclusive. Oh, right. here we go. <laughs> hey, sure, he says it. Well, um, this is just an idea yeah, at yeah. the moment, right? But actually tracing where Islam entered in Japan. Okay. Like literally the boat that it came in on, that's that where it docked yeah. that port yeah. and start and doing a trail of Islam oh. in Japan. Yeah. So that is something we're thinking yeah. of. The tour, what it will consist of, inshallah, is meeting Muslims there, yeah. eating the best halal food, yeah. um, going to Mount Fuji, inshallah. Okay, inshallah. Going to another small town near, not far from Tokyo that has a strong Muslim community. Mm. And meeting like Mashaykh, the sheikhs yeah. there that have, for example, translated the Quran from Arabic to Japanese. Okay. So they've got deep understandings of Japanese um, culture, language, mm. and also of Islam. Yeah. Someone who's translating the Quran from from, from thing, yeah, Japanese, uh, Japanese yeah. they are they hold some weight, you yeah. know. So it's um that's what we're doing, inshallah. Yeah. And the other side of it is the language side that you see Shaki Sensei. Yeah. 
doing words and stuff. And in the future, inshallah, we'll be taking on students and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, te- teaching those who would love to learn the language. Yeah. And um, Which I'm sure a lot of people definitely would. There is an interest, yeah. definitely. And um, yeah, that's what it is for now. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. And inshallah, it will grow. And, um, yeah, inshallah, it will. I mean, your Instagram is also doing very well. It's doing oh, okay, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's, it's doing quite well. <laughs> For someone that's just kicked it off, yeah. you know what I mean? You hit the buttons, the right You hit the, the right buttons. You think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm quite skeptical. Nah, I was going to actually ask, how do you feel about your Instagram and, and kind of putting content and putting yourself out there? So putting myself out there, I've always been a fairly social person yeah. in general. Mm. But this is maybe taking it to the next level. Okay. Like, um, and I'm ready for it. Prior to starting the page, yeah, I knew that if it does go well, mm. then then and, and I'd have to maybe, like, your life kind of does change, I guess. Because mm. like, like people recognizing yeah. yourself, it's not easy. It's not just normal. <laughs> like, yeah. But by the way, me the way I am, right? Yeah. Even my friends, they know. Yeah. If I'm very, very sociable. Yeah. Like I go out somewhere, I'll just start a random conversation with a random person. Okay, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, so, I don't mind it. Yeah. To be honest with you. Are you saying now, like, some someone might recognize your page and be like, they already know who Yeah, they know are. who I am before I before speak you to them. Even, and I don't know yeah, who they yeah, are. Yeah. And, and I guess that's all right. Yeah. You just have to get used to it. Um, I was speaking to my friend yesterday, right? People, yeah. Some people, they do this thing, right? Um, they'd be like, bro, where do I know you from? <laughs> <laughs> you look familiar, but where? Bro, where do I know you from? Yeah. But by the way, lots of people say that to me before Shark Attack, because my yeah. face is just like a, if you look at my face now, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like quite a generic Somali face, right? Generic, I would say. I'd say so fairly. I think, what do you mean by generic? Like my features aren't outstanding. <laughs> I've got like, you know, <laughs> I feel like you put me in a box here. That normal, here like a normal, like, yeah. Nose, mouth, yeah. eyes, whatever, right? So people say to me, Oh, have I seen you here before? Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. they're mistaking me for somebody else okay. because, like, they, and it happens fairly often. Yeah. So, yeah, now what nowadays when people say to me, Yo, bro, where do I know you from? Mm. Uh, and I'm thinking, Is it that thing of my face is a bait somebody's face or normal somebody's oh, face? Okay. Or, or is it, is it that actually no shark sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, anyways, it is what it is, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I have to get used to that. So yeah. I don't think it's a big problem. Yeah, it shouldn't be. A, yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, it depends on obviously what you're putting out. Yeah. And I think for your one is like something that a lot of people would be interested in if mm. they're interested in the Japanese mm. kind of culture. Mm. So it would be people that you would want seeing your your page kind of thing. Mm. As if you do, if you were saying madnesses. I'm, I don't think I'm controversial. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm if you were controversial, so. then it's someone says, where do I know you from? Then you're yeah. like, oh, Yo, something I said. I have a friend that I'm quite close to. Yeah. I asked him this recently as well. Yeah. Like some may <laughs> seem to be, sorry. Some may seem to be a slightly controversial, mm. right? I don't seem to be, but he may have people that dislike him. Yeah. So I asked him, like, has anyone ever came up to you on like, yeah. your bro, I know who you I are kind you of are, thing. Yeah, and yeah. he said he's had those kind of interactions, but yeah. he just navigates them mm. as best as possible. But more than not, it's good interactions, I yeah. guess, as well. Yeah, no, of course, because yeah. obviously Shark Sensei is... So it's a lovely page, man. Exactly, khair, man. You know I appreciate I mean? that. Honestly. I appreciate that. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, like, I've, uh, I've learned a few words. You've learned some words, yeah. yeah. That's the thing that makes me the happiest, to be yeah. honest with you, right? Like, the people, if they're actually benefiting from the content and they're starting to learn the language, that makes me really happy. Yeah. Like, the weekly quizzes that we do on our page, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love to see 
people getting things right. Yeah. And when I do some translations, like I might say something on my story and say, what did I just say? And people respond. Yeah. I'm happy to see people mis- making mistakes. Yeah. I'm happy to correct people them. People are actually trying. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm happy to see people learning, getting it right. Actually, do you know what it means? Like when I release it, okay, cool. Watch, like, oh, Somali guy, Japanese. Further than that, <laughs> right? Like, let's actually get into the language, yeah. right? So it means the person's watching, interacting. When they respond to the quizzes and my stories of translation, it makes me happy to see that um, they're getting it right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's because they've watched the video. Because and I don't there. ask anything I haven't taught on the videos. Yeah. So seeing that makes me very happy, Yeah. to be honest. I can imagine. To yeah, be fair, what you're doing makes us all happy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're too nice, bro. And, uh, and uh, too obviously, nice. I appreciate you so much for, for jumping on, for coming no, on. And um, honestly, I personally can't wait for the Japanese trip, inshallah, as well as for whatever else you, yes, you bring inshallah. out. I'll be an avid Shumaki supporter. Inshallah, man. I'd yeah. love to come back on. No, no. If, if you'd have, have you me, on. I would love to yeah, come yeah, back yeah. on. We've got to have you on for a few more, inshallah. Few more episodes, inshallah. inshallah. Yeah, like I said, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, this has been your boy Shamaki from the Paper Charles podcast. And if you guys are liking the content, please like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. It really does help us out. And uh, we will see you in the next one. Also, follow oh. me. Oh, nope. come on, bro. follow Shamaki Sensei. <laughs> and of course, of the course. YouTube will be up soon, inshallah. Yeah, it will be. By the time this video is up, I believe we will have something yeah. on the YouTube, inshallah. Mm. YouTube, TikTok, yeah, Instagram. Sure. Oh, yeah. so. Now, I just went and obviously check out yeah. our boy Sharky Sensei right now on Instagram, but he's going to eventually expand to many different places. And and obviously, you will not feel bad checking it out. It's a treat. <laughs> You're too nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it, inshallah. That's all good, bro. How'd you feel? That was nice. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. You're a good host, inshallah. That's nice. That's why. Someone come to me. You know when I feel like I've done an alright job. Like, yeah. Then the person, everyone kind of starts off a bit like. Good job is by the end of it. They're like, chilling. That's chillin'. good, man. Make them feel comfortable. Yeah, that's when that's when you know. Okay, not only have they felt the first like five ten minutes is a bit weird with lights and cameras, and you feel like oh. Everything. Uh, just basically just look at that. Give a little smile. And that's it. <laughs> Alright, that's it. All good. Okay. All good. Thanks for listening to the Paper Charles podcast. If you like this episode, please leave a review, comment, like, and subscribe. And be sure to follow us on all our socials. Keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. See you at work.